the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Michael, can you just shut up already? Let Joan do her job. Can you just let her do her job with the with the live feed and everything? Oh, we're on. Oh, I I can't believe it. Oh, sorry about this that, is, Arthur. This is this is the <laughs> author Idala, the Artie Idala Power Hour, and I am not Arthur Idala, but I am David Schwartz. You met me yesterday. I'm not going to re-explain my whole background because we have a very special guest here today that I want to get to. But um, I'm I'm an attorney. I'm a lobbyist. I'm a litigator. And we fight the good fight for the people of New York. And it's an honor, an honor to sit in Artie's seat tonight because why Arthur is the quintessential New Yorker. But I've got another quintessential New Yorker with us today. And we're going to get right into it. In fact, I am just always drawn to all these quintessential New Yorkers, these, these characters I have in my life, these, these, these real people like Artie. But I have another one sitting here. And you know him. Everyone has seen him. Everybody knows him. His name is Michael Cohen. And today we are going to introduce you to the real Michael Cohen. Okay? Because, because the person early on that the media tried to make him out to be is not the real Michael Cohen. All right? I got a few things to say about you. Okay. First of okay, all, just yeah, yeah, here. you just sit there and be quiet for a little while. Okay. All right. All right. Because, because, because I, no, I want everyone to know right off the bat because this has been inside me for so long. Michael Cohen, and we're going to go through his background, but Michael Cohen, when he practiced law, I want everyone to know this, was a phenomenal lawyer. He had a huge practice. Okay. This is early on when I met. Michael. So so the idiots that have been on 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 TV. All right. Number one idiot Avenatti. And we're going to get to him later on, too. But you got all these other geniuses. All right. These uh, there's a genius that 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 masturbates during uh, 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 conference calls and stuff. You know, there's a lot of geniuses. All right. Out there that have said a lot of things. And I know he hasn't been that bad to you, but there's a lot of legal pundits. They never practiced a day in their life. All right. They've never walked into a courtroom. But all of a sudden, they became geniuses on Michael Cohen. So we're going to get into that today. That pissed me off more than anything of the last few years that I've gone through this with Michael, is hearing people pontificate on what kind of lawyer he is. They, they couldn't wipe his shoes, all right, when it came to practicing law and building a practice. So anyway, I wanted to get that off my, off my chest. I also, 
No Michael Cohen. All right. You see Michael Cohen, the, the figure on TV, the battler, the fixer, all these names that he's gotten. I know Michael Cohen as the loving husband, the father, the son. And, I, and I've spent time with his beautiful family, and I know he's very private about that, but I want you to know that this man would give you the shirt off his back, okay? And he's done that, okay? Early on in my career, Michael used to give me, we used to do a lot of cases, and there'd always be cases that Michael was involved in, okay, that he would say, hey, Schwartzy, you're going to take care of this person because this person's the guy, my doorman, or this person's the, the janitor, or this person, there isn't any person in Michael's life that he doesn't take care of and goes over and beyond, and I've been on that. So with that introduction, I wanted you to know who the real Michael Cohen is, the guy that would give, give, him, give the shirt off his back. And with that, Michael, it's a pleasure to have you on the Author Idala Power I, I, I mean, I appreciate I, it, but this is actually... A very expensive shirt, so I'm not going to give it to you, but I appreciate all of the kind words. But yes, David and I have known each other for now 25, 26 years, yep. Yep. Since, since 1997, yep. Yep, when his amazing, amazing father, Lenny, uh, introduced us. Yeah, he did. By dink. it was at Donald Trump's apartment at Trump Tower for a Dennis Vacco DA re-election event. I wanted to talk to you about the irony of, of that. And, you know, we'll put your mic a little bit this way, this way you could face me. But, you know, the irony of when I first met you that day, it was it was Dennis Vaca was the attorney general. And it he happened to have an event in Trump's apartment. And it had, you know, you had nothing to do with Trump at the time. I had nothing to do with him. We just ha went to a party at his apartment. Could you have even envisioned everything that was going to happen to you after that moment? The answer to that is no. But I was there because I was on Dennis Vacco's finance committee along with your father. God rest his soul. Great, great, great man. Thank you. So, Thank you, Mike. Yeah, he really was. He was a great man. And he I loved, enjoyed, he loved and, you. My and dad, I enjoyed spending every minute. My dad loved minute. you, yeah. And I enjoyed spending yeah. every minute. He is a one of a kind. He is, as we like to say, there's only one Lenny. No. There'll no. never be another. Anyway, um, I was on the finance committee and with, with your dad and... He actually wanted to introduce me to one of your brothers. Yeah, my brother, yeah. And I was like, yeah, Lenny, I'm not so sure that you know, he's my kind of a guy. And I'm not going to disparage your brother and all. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, oh, this isn't the guy that you wanted me, and that was you. And then somehow or another we you know, became friends, went to each other's family's events, simplest as we like to call them, um, and tragedies as well. Uh, and it's been... Bliss, David's been a big part of my life. He has, you know, championed for me, uh, including going on television, you know, um, when all of this BS started, you know, hitting the airwaves and coming around. And it's true. People don't know who I am. They don't know the real Michael Cohen. It's, I have a book that's going to be coming out in September. Um, I'm going to announce it and I'm going to release it. The cover, which I should be finished by Sunday. Do you want to make an announcement tonight? I do tonight? not. Okay. I All do right. not. And, and but I just do want to tell you that it will be coming out very, very soon with pre-orders, the whole bit. And what we do is we name names. There's no holds barred on this one. This goes deep down. And basically what it is is it's a forensic analysis of just what happens when you have a narcissistic sociopath for a president, meaning Donald Trump, who weaponizes the Justice Department for the sole purpose of going after his critics. And I, of course, 
am considered a critic. So he went after me with just tremendous vengeance. And the media, who I talk about quite a bit in the book as well, they're complicit in this because it's all about the ratings. The ratings bring in the money. The money brings in, you know, more, more money and so on. And even I remember one time sitting and talking to Jeff Zucker and he turned around and he said, for God's sakes, I really want you to know we've never had a better year. I mean, Donald is great for ratings. Why? Because he's like Howard Stern in the movie Private Parts. You're not listening or watching him because you like him. You're just waiting to hear the next crazy thing that's going to come out of his mouth. And that's exactly why people tuned in and everyone made money. And then the journalists, so many journalists, they just, they just threw their journalistic integrity to the wind in order to get out the documents that they wanted, the, 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 um, the stories that they wanted so that they didn't get passed over by a blogger. It's really the system is messed up and I talk all about it. Well, now, now that you brought up CNN, okay, so we'll jump around from my plan, which I knew we would do anyway. You were like, get organized. You gotta, I, I knew this wasn't going to be an organized conversation. But let's talk about Michael Avenatti, okay? So you talked about me going on. I was sort of the person that had to go on. Oh, two minutes, okay. So we got plenty of time. So tell me, um, you know, how that affected you where, you know, you really couldn't go on TV at all during the time because you had a criminal investigation and that you were rightfully told by counsel that you couldn't defend yourself. And I, in fact, that by that point, I couldn't even go on either because of the criminal investigation. I went on pre-criminal investigation. But t- tell me how, what your thoughts are about Avenatti. In fact, I told CNN that Avenatti was a fraud, that he ripped off his clients, that why are you putting this person on? He's a criminal and he's going to, to pay the price for that. Why do you keep putting him on? And, and at the expense of you and anyone else who got into his way. Talk about that. Because Avenatti, identical to Donald Trump, is a narcissistic sociopath. If you did all of the things that he did, stolen all the money that he had stolen, would you ever expose yourself? No. Well, this is the genius that he claimed that he was, and everybody else was stupid around him. And he's the greatest lawyer with the greatest mind at the end of the day. This guy's going to spend 10 plus years behind bars. He ripped, unlike Avenatti, I paid Stormy Daniels 130000 not to talk about the former president's mushroom pecker. He stole the money from her, and yet I'm the bad guy. Michael, you're giving yourself, you're, don't even put yourself in the same category. I do not. This guy r- ripped off a paraplegic. He ripped off old people. He stole from everyone he could. Lousy husband, okay. lousy okay. father, lousy friend. Look at what you went friend, down for. Lousy human What being. did you go down for? For covering up uh, a, a girlfriend? A that's, sexual that, That's what you went down for and some yeah. technical things. They made, they made it into a murder one against you and, and created an indictment. So we are out of time on this segment, but I want to pick it back up when we get back on. This is the Arthur Idola Power Hour with great guest Michael Cohen. We'll be back for part two.
Is your husband or wife in a hospital or a rehab center? Obviously, we hope not. But look, that could happen to anyone at any time. Are people telling you that they are not eligible for Medicaid? You know that the cost of a nursing home is 500 bucks a day? That's right. It comes out to $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay for the medical and facility expenses? Don't panic. Just do what so many others have done over the course of 40 years. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These guys really know their stuff. They've been doing it for a long time. They've helped hundreds and hundreds of people just like you with the same thing you're going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news. Call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. It's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. You know their offices are in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's never too late. They're always there to help. The time to act is now. Don't wait. Call Connors and Sullivan today. 718-238-6500. You will be glad that you did. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle! When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or... Or call 732-863-2788. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. We are back with the Author Idola Power Hour with guest Michael Cohen. The call-in number, everybody, is 877-970-2999. It's am970theanswer.com, Facebook Live, all the other live, Michael Cohen Live. We got everything live We here. got the Schwartzy. We, we got the Schwartz Live. So Michael made a, made a very pertinent point to me. He said, what the heck are you talking about? Let, let's get off Michael Avenatti. Michael Avenatti's a loser. He's going to jail. He's a criminal. Do you have anything to add, ever to add about There's that? There's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say. You know, only, let's talk only, about one only, of your other best only friends. A stup- only a right. stupid person let's, would do the things that he did and then decide that he's going to run for president. Okay. All right. But we're not going to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, let's him go. Anymore. Let's go into it. Let's go. Let me bring you back now to 2011 or so. The, 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 the impetus, and I'm sure you're, you're regretting it now, but, but the impetus for Donald Trump to run for president 
Where did, where did that come from? Yeah, that came from me. That Just, came, no, yeah. it came from me. All right, got it. Got it. Yeah, no, it came from you. So what, what really, look, the guy's been playing with the concept of running for the presidency since the 1980s, right? Somebody wrote at one point in time that Donald should run, and so he was using it in order to do what? In order to increase the brand value. That's what this was always about, including the twenty the 2012 and the 2016 it was all basic it was all basically supposed to be the greatest infomercial in the history of american politics but tell he us, didn't do wait, it yeah but tell us how the whole thing went down so i mean let, you definitely you, you let, came up with the idea for him to run for so the answer is yes and no okay i received a newspaper clipping that somebody sent to me and it was in 2011 if you had to vote today for somebody to run in 2012, who would it be? And 5% of the people said Donald Trump. So what did I do? I clipped it out because everybody in the company was stroking his ego. And this obviously was a big thing. So I bring it into his office and I said to him, hey, boss, you see this thing? 5%. You're not even listed as a potential candidate, and 5% wrote your name, and that's, that's pretty big numbers. And he looked at me, you know, with that pucker face, and, you know, the one that looks like you sucked on a lemon and someone farted in your nose. And <laughs> sitting there, and he goes, uh, uh, you know, quite frankly, I think I could do it. What do you think? And I said, let's go for it. And so we toyed with the idea. And then you called me up. I did. Right. I did. Right. But, right, go ahead, go ahead. but of course, this is about you. I mean, you are the host of the Arthur Idol well, AM 970. I, got, I have to connect it back to me yes. somehow. Yes. Well, but, there you go. Okay. So that ultimately was the impetus for starting the whole thing off. But he then decided at the end in 2012, it was really at the last moment that he was not going to run. And the reason was because he had just acquired the Doral, another property in Scotland, and another one in Ireland. And he didn't feel the kids were up to the task of running the company without him. It's a lot of money on the line. Um, and so he decided, not to mention, we had just negotiated um, another season of The Apprentice that brought him $65 million a season. So... As Donald would say, you don't walk away from Hollywood. Hollywood walks away from you. And so he said, Michael, I promise you, we're going to do it in 2016. We're going to go full blown. He goes, you with me on it? And I said, yeah, if you really want to do it, I think, you know, I think after so many of the conversations that we had, I think you'd be great. Now, people are probably scratching their head and say, how could he be great? The guy is an absolute lunatic, right, who's basically tried to overthrow the U.S. government on January 6th because, like what I testified before the House Oversight Committee, that there is no way in the world, if Donald Trump loses, that there will ever be a peaceful transfer of power. What people don't realize is the conversations we had in his office were not anti-American, anti-democracy. They were not anti-abortion. They were everything opposite. He was for gun control. He was, you know, indifferent to abortion. On top of that, you know, never thought he was going to, first of all, he never thought he was going to win, right? And it just, we were really looking to do more of an infrastructure bill because I don't know if you drive around New York or anywhere else in this country, but our country's falling apart. And so that was supposed to be, the big thing was infrastructure. And again, he never thought we were going to win. And so at the end of the day, this was all supposed to be a stunt, a con. A publicity stunt. A publicity stunt. stunt. All right, so let's get back to to the 2012, though. We started a a website called Should Trump Run? 
and it, it generated millions. I mean, immediate. I, I mean, it was unbelievable, right? We yeah. really, you as the leader, but you brought me on, and we generated well, a I lot. Well, I put you on for everything, Schwartzy, because Schwartzy's the greatest. Everything, but what people don't realize, they think, oh, Michael had this. This this relaxing job he was playing around with the presidency he was doing Michael um, and you mentioned this in your book um, that you were under tremendous tremendous I mean the, the the type of pressure that and I saw it firsthand the type of pressure that was put on you in this job can you even articulate what kind of I mean I remember the five phones the ringing we're out for dinner the boss is calling he's calling every five seconds. I mean, could you just give the audience a little flavor of what that job was like? Yeah. In fact, he never even wanted me to go on vacation. When I would go on vacation, he would always say, why don't you just come and spend time at Mar-a-Lago or like during the summer at Bedminster or wherever he was going. And that way he wouldn't have to search too you know, hard you know, to find me wherever I would be. I was the first phone call in the morning about 4.45 a.m. And I was the last phone call at night before he went to sleep about 11.30. And It went on like that for a decade. But another misconception, people don't understand, oh, you know, Cohen, you just made a lot of money. You you went to work for Donald to make a lot of money off of him and so on. You were another user and so on. People don't understand. If you read the book Disloyal, I retired at 39. I mean, you you know the whole story. Mm -hmm. I got very lucky early on, retired. A lot of skill. A lot of skill. In fact, my story thanks to Donald, is not a rags-to-riches story. It's the other way around. It's a riches-to-rags story because of Donald and because of his, you know, behavior, you know, and his cheating and narcissism and sociopathy. Michael, what was it about him that drew you in? Because you you were highly successful. I I mentioned that in in the beginning. People don't realize that. I visited you at your law office. There were 50... 50 people in cubicles and writing complaints and you had thousands of cases. You made a lot of money way before you ever met Donald Trump. What was it about him that lured you? He sucked you in. What was it about him? So what people don't know is in 2005, I got very sick and it was touch and go if I was going to survive. You'll remember when I blew blew a whole series of pulmonary embolists. And, you know, at that time, my daughter was nine, my son was five. And, you know, while you're all in the ICU with tubes coming out of every orifice of your body, you're looking at their faces. And, you know, I live for my wife and my children. I mean, that, they're, my, they're my life. And you sit there and you're looking at their faces and you're not sure if you're going to make it. And so you go into a bad place. And I was then, you know, released, and I survived, thank God. And, and you downplayed you know, it to everyone. I, I had no idea the, the intensity of what you were going through at that time. Yeah, it was terrible. And I remained on blood thinners yeah. for uh, about a year and a half and so on. And it was at that time that Trump came into my life. So it was exciting. This was a guy whose book, The Art of the Deal, the only book I've ever read twice, one when it first came out in like 1987, and I could only tell you that there were things about the way that he ran, um, he negotiated, he behaved that I saw in myself. It was an entrepreneurship. I mean, as you know, I also had one of the largest fleets of yellow cabs in the city. And no, I didn't get it from my family. And so my father's a head and neck reconstructive surgeon, right? And my father was in the garment district. So all these bullshit stories that you constantly hear about me, they're just not true. All right. And so... Why they make it up the way they, I don't know. And it doesn't, I don't even care at this point. But I lacked something 
that I felt I needed. You know, I like deals. I'm a deal junkie. Yes. And Trump was able to give that to me. Um, he immediately put me on the board of the Miss Universe organization, which was a lot of fun. He immediately made me co-president of Trump Productions, which dealt with The Apprentice. There was real estate acquisitions going on everywhere. And so it, for me, it re-energized and was giving me a purpose. Unfortunately, I allowed my moral compass to fall deep yeah. south into the dumpster of Donald Trump and caused my demise. Look, you certainly didn't know that when you first went there. I remember visiting you at Phillips Neiser, a, a, a big firm in, in, the, in the city, and you were doing really well there. But you were missing something. You were really missing something in that law firm. And I remember being with you over there, and uh, I remember you showing me your phone, and it had the 212 on it. Yeah, that's Trump, Donald's. And, and, and you started laughing and you were like, yeah, that's, that's, Donald. that's Donald Trump. I'm like, it's Donald Trump. That was the first time. And, and I put like, him on speaker Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you. like, you're like, Schwartzy, yeah, it's Donald Trump. He wants me to work for him. And you put him on speaker and you said, Donald, meet my friend David Schwartz. And uh, it was it was you were so excited, so I really get the fact but Jeff, of why Donald you got at that time was not the animal. He wasn't the right. disgrace that he is today. You know, he was a guy who was, you know, a he real changed, estate he guy. Changed a lot, right? Mike? He became the worst version of himself imaginable, and none of us, none of us, thought that we would ever see him the way he is today. Ever. I mean, this is not the person that. He was supposed to become he was supposed to elevate the office of the presidency, not, you know, not devolve it again into a dumpster fire. Yeah. But, you know, getting back at that time, though, um, well, you know, real quick, we have 20 seconds. What's the change that you saw from the day you worked for him to the to you saw him as president? Uh, it, it's that's a, that's a, not one I can actually answer. So why don't we pick it up afterwards? Because Let's it's pick it way up. longer right. than twenty we, seconds. We have, a, we have two callers. Why don't all we right? jump into one so, of those? When so we get back so to? no, we're going to come back. Uh, how much? So we have uh, thirty seconds left, Michael. No, um, now you have a dozen. Oh no, calls. no, no! Now we're done. Okay, so we have ten seconds left. This is the author Idala Power Hour with special guest Michael Cohen. We still have half a show left. We're going to get to a lot of callers that are waiting, and we're going to get to him. So we love you, New York. We'll be right back. All of us at the AM970 family know Susan. She's the one who's going to take care of you. If you're considering painting your home, you got to listen to me. You can't do it until you speak to Susan and get a consultation with her. Now more than ever, protect your greatest investment, your home. Rhino Shield, as you now know, is a ceramic coating that is sprayed onto your home and it looks just like paint, but it's 10 times thicker than paint. Rhino Shield guarantees your house will look as if it was freshly painted. You ready for this? For 25 years. It's a 25 year transferable warranty. 25 years. When was the last time anyone guaranteed anything for you for 25 years? Rhino Shield will increase the resale value of your home. You know why? Because it lowers your energy costs. It holds the hot air in during the wintertime, and it holds the cold air in during the summertime. And now Susan is offering no payment, no interest, financing for one year. 20% off for anyone who requests a free quote by August the 31st. Call 877-744-6608. 877-744-6608 or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com and set up an appointment and make sure you tell Susan Arthur sent you. 
Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. No, I'm not Arthur Idala. I'm David Schwartz, but I am a quintessential New Yorker, and so is my guest, Michael Cohen. Uh, Michael, you know, he's running the show here, so I have a lot to get to, but he wants to get to these callers. I got a bunch of callers waiting to speak to Michael Cohen. So the first caller is Mark from Garden City. You are on the Arthur Idala Power Hour with David Schwartz with special guest Michael Cohen. What's your question? Well, it's a lot to say at one go. Oh, wait. So you I, know what? Right. I was going to ask Head about. Oh, 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 I, I wait, apologize. Wait. Oh, wait, hold on. We apologize. Wait, wait, wait. So this, this is this is AM radio, folks. Hold okay. on. Okay, here we go. Here we All go. right, Mark, you there? Mark, I'm so sorry about that. Absolutely. So uh, my question is, I was going to ask about January 6th, but what I really want to know about, since you brought up your book. Do you feel that once you put out all of this information and your fantastic book comes out, do you think that uh, the Trump uh, family might have you know a target on your back after that? Will you be afraid at all? Do you care? I've had a, I've had a target on my back legitimately since I testified the very first time before Congress, and that's not the time that you saw me um, live. Remember. I testified before various different congressional committees nine times. (laughs) The one that you saw me on was, of course, the live one. And that, of course, placed a target on my back. But I don't live, you know, worrying about, you know, what Trump, his family or any of the other acolytes that he may have. I'm not I'm not concerned. No. You know, you know, Michael, um, and thank you, Mark, for the phone call. You you just came back from from a trip, right? You just came back from Italy. And I know you were you're always you know, sort of looking behind your back because you're concerned about that. Did something happen to you while you were in Italy when you came back to the United States? No, it States? didn't. Not, not while I was in Italy. Actually, interestingly enough, I didn't realize that people recognized me from all over the world, um, you know, which was which was really interesting for me. Obviously, I know New York and, you know, California and Texas and here in the United States because I'm so um, prevalent on 
television and so on, but no, from overseas as well. But when I returned to the United States and I was standing in line, my wife had already gone through in global entry and I am directed to the booth and I speak to the, um, the immigration officer and she asks me, um, who are you traveling with? And I said, I'm traveling with my wife. And he said, well, where is she? And I said, she had global entry. I lost mine. Um, so what's your wife's name? And she told me, asked me to spell it. It's a simple spelling and asked me if it's the same last name. I said, sure. So he goes, well, why is she not with you? I said, because she went through to go, f- you know, it's a very long line. And just to make sure nobody walks away with our suitcases. Yeah, Mr. Cohen, why don't you just wait here for one second? Then she goes and she comes back and she says, please follow me. And then they hold me in one of those. This just happened. Just happened yesterday. Wow. You know, and I'm actually going to call INS over at Kennedy Airport to find out whether or not that this was political or, you know, what was the reason to hold me back? Because what? I was carrying my wife's tote bag because it was heavy, right? I'm trying to be a good husband. And instead, they... It was really great then, because right afterwards, I was there for about 10 minutes, okay. and then the officer in charge of the room calls me over to the desk, hands me back my passport, says, Mr. Cohen, we apologize for the delay. Thank you for everything you're doing. And I thanked him for his service, and about three or four more officers there in the airport also said the same thing to me. Thank you, you know, for everything that you're doing. And I, again, thank them. I thank every police officer I walk past for their service. Um, and any anyone in the military, I see it. I just thank them. I think it's the right thing to do. And I've always done it. Not, not you know. But, not but there was no reason for you to be delayed, detained. Was that the first time that ever happened to you? In or? my entire life. Yeah. I mean, it was just crazy. And obviously, you know, this was the first stamp on my passport as well. I haven't been able to travel in five years. Right. But it's amazing. I lost my global entry because, again, you know, um, of the felony conviction, which is all in Trump. Well, let's go. To Ridiculous. The, let's yeah. go to Cheyenne in, wow, Maui, Hawaii. Let's, Cheyenne. Hello? Yes. Hi, Cheyenne. Cheyenne, you are, my you is, are on with Michael Cohen. Cheyenne is my number one mea culpa podcast fan. Now, mind you, that says a lot for Cheyenne. Yeah. I just want. To oh, you that. know Cheyenne? Okay, sure. Okay, Cheyenne is a is an avid listener of mea culpa. You know that Cheyenne? Thanks to people like yourself, we're up to like one point eight million That's downloads incredible. a month. We're top fifty. That's wonderful podcast. And well, thank you to you. For so, your what's support. your question, Cheyenne? Uh, yes. Okay. My question, I guess, is just about uh, the big lie and Trump's attempts to steal the election. I have always divided it, everything that happened into crazy conspiracy, unreal stuff, and the more serious, frightening, quite frankly, frightening uh, efforts like the insurrection, uh, the the war room at the Willis Hotel, the Eastman memo, you know, versus, say, Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. What I want to know, Michael, is what is your opinion as to why the crazy things happened or were done what purpose does that serve versus this the more serious efforts to steal the election maybe to scapegoat someone or to confuse the public it's always something that's bothered me well i'm thinking they're more connected than you're giving credit for the reason that the crazies came out is because the crazy told them to come out i mean it's it seems to Mm -hmm. me you know and when you have somebody like 
you know, Sydney is you like to, as I like to call her on Maya Culpa, Sydney the Kraken Powell or Rudy Kaludi, drunken yeah. Giuliani. These are people who uh-huh. are looking for power. It's it, I mean, I hate to I hate to draw things back because you know um, I talk about it quite a bit on Maya Culpa, my father being a Holocaust survivor. You know, mm-hmm. so I never like to compare anything to Adolf Hitler. But if you think about who did Rudy Giuliani want to be? Himmler, right? Goering, Goebbels. I mean, who did Kraken Powell, you know, want to? Who does Mitch McConnell, you know, who's he trying to emulate? Or, you know, or Jim Jordan or Josh Hawley or Marjorie Taylor Greene or anyone. This for them is their ability to maintain power. But for them, it's not just about power. It's about power mm-hmm. and the money. For Donald, yeah. it's all about the money, right? Because he, he doesn't see things like normal people, where if you have right. power, you have the ability to create money, right? Donald doesn't want that. He just wants the money. He wants to do like what Mohammed ben Salman did to all of his relatives. He wants to throw them into his gaudy damn uh, you know, hotel and you know, throw them into one of the uh, party rooms, you know, put them on the floor, and basically take their money, which is amazing to me why you have somebody like an Elon Musk that's willing to you know, stand up for Donald and say, oh, I'm going to buy Twitter because they kicked Donald off in First Amendment. You know, he doesn't understand that mm-hmm. the second Donald would become president again, right, which is not going to happen, but if he ever did and became in, he took over power, he would 100% Take all of his money. So, Michael, how's Joe Biden doing yeah. these days? Well, yeah. you know, listen, that's another that's I, another I, issue. I, too. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, this is why I'm not registered in either party. I want full disclosure. I don't agree with everything that you just said, but I hate both parties equally. You know, I really do. I'm an independent and we can't get any candidates that we need to get rid of the Trumps. We need to get rid of the Bidens. We need to get rid of the Clintons. We need to get rid of all the old. We need someone new. All right. Maybe you should start considering a run, Michael. Okay, I'll start tomorrow. You know what? People don't realize this, but in 2002, I decided I was going to run. It was at the request of Governor Pataki. I wasn't even a Republican uh, against Eva Moskowitz. And you were involved and helped me in that one. And actually, we did really, really well. We had four or five weeks in order to run the entire campaign. But we did did great. So, Dave, you'll be my my campaign manager, Mike Cohen for president. I I will be always by your side, Michael. But But no, that was a great great campaign. It was great. But let me just say this. I don't hate either party. I happen to be a Democrat, and I have been since 1987 when I worked for Congressman Joe Moakley in D.C., but I don't hate either party. And what I just want to say to you is neither of us should hate any party. We may not like the candidate and so on, but Joe Biden right now, and I used to say this about, you know, whether it was to people who were racist and didn't like Barack Obama— people who didn't like Trump, people who don't like Joe Biden. My comment to you is, when you get, if you don't like the airplane company, do you get on it and turn around and say, I hope the plane crashes? No, of course right, not. Of course not. We all want this country do to we do not well. Want the, if the country and does well, we all do but well. But the country does well by individuals, by individuals taking leadership positions of integrity that have the, the depth of knowledge, the intellectual capacity to do well at those jobs, at every single job. And I really don't care. If you look at my ballot, it's all over the place because I really don't vote for a party. And I think more people should be like me. Wow. Sticking with the politics, I want to get back to you. All right. You ran the city council race. 
That was a great race. That was a great you, race. You, you, you had a milk carton. Uh, uh, it was incredible. With Eva Moskowitz is saying missing. But you know what? Right. I have to be but honest she's, with you. She's done a great job. She's done a great job. And let me tell you something. No, if, I was, if I was mayor, seriously, I would be, I would be grabbing her in order to oh, deal yeah. with education. She is in- incredibly effective. Right. But listen, I had but, to run a negative but, campaign but, but, but because you, I had only five weeks. We only have 40 seconds left. But you wanted to run a, sta- a Senate campaign against Liz Krueger, and I was there. When I Trump there, gave me the authorization went, to well, do it. Yeah. Well, but then he also at the same time basically quashed it. That and, was and when I got back from Florida after raising about six, $700,000 over my Christmas did, vacation. Yeah, he turned and said, I don't want you running. But was that part of your relationship with him where he just didn't want you to pass a certain level once he saw you killing it in that race? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want it because it, he thought it interfered with him. So, All right, we're getting the eight... Sa- I can't believe how fast this interview is going. Can you stay? Can we do another hour after this? This is the Author Idola Power Hour with special guest Michael Cohen. We will be back with the last segment. Sheila, hang on the line. We got a lot of callers. Hang on. We'll be back. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732 Ask Sherwin-Williams during the summer fun sale July 29th through August 8th and get 35% off paints and stains with prices starting at $27.29. That means 35% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, 35% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Buying a home requires a lending partner who can help you navigate through the mortgage process. The Citizens Bank Loan Officer can help answer all your questions and help you select the products you need in a clear and personal way. So the next time you have a question about home financing, call 212-857-6668, 212-857-6668, and ask a citizen. Mortgages are offered and originated by Citizens Bank N.A., NMLS number 433960, Equal Housing Lender. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. Actual pie customer. Workers' comp can crush a small business every year. It would jump 5, 10, 15, 20%, even though there was never any claims. And that's where I was struggling as a growing business. That's Mike Lozier, owner of Gutter Plumber, a small business in New Jersey. A while back, Mike found his workers' comp costs rising. Luckily, he discovered pie insurance. From start to finish, it was extremely easy. They quickly came back to me with a plan that was affordable for me. Are you overpaying for workers' comp? Just go to trypie.com, share a few details about your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle or hidden fees. Like Mike, we think you'll be glad you did. I'm very happy that I moved over to Pi for my workers' comp so that I can grow my company while not breaking the bank. Find out how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent or get a quote at trypie.com. That's T-R-Y-P-I-E dot com.
A journey to Israel this November will impact you forever. Join Sebastian Gorka, Dinesh D'Souza, and our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, for 10 life-changing days. Register today at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. Screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Stop tripping, I'm tripping off the power. We are back with the Author Idola Power Hour with special guest Michael Cohen. I, Michael, I think this has been a real intriguing uh, show. Let's get right to Sheila in Hicksville, New York. Sheila, you have a question for Michael? I do. I have grown up having total respect for our president. And part of that is because they all seem highly intellectual. Michael, I'd like your opinion about the intellect of of, uh, Donald Trump. Is he really as uneducated as he appears? (laughs) Sheila, you know, that's probably the best question that anybody has asked me in a long time. He's as dumb as a stump. You know, (laughs) I'll never forget. This is a true story. I'm not making it up. So as soon as he made the announcement and then, of course, descended the escalator to make the genius, genius (laughs) remarks about— Which we choreographed, by the way. Yes, we did. And you got into trouble and the whole bit. Uh, So what ends up happening is he turns on and he starts talking about Mexicans, that they're rapists, they're drug dealers, and you know. but there's some that are possibly good people. His sister calls me, the judge— and says to me, Michael, you need to make this stop. And I said, make what stop? So she goes, he's destroying the family name. Donald should not be running for president. He is an idiot. And <laughs> I turn around and I said, Your Honor, I say, I'll be honest with you. You're probably the only person that can speak to him like that and get away with it. I know that I can't. I can't walk into his office and call him an idiot and tell him that we're calling this thing off. So, yes, he is intellectually barren he is um he doesn't read uh you know everything with him is a con it's always a stunt is a gimmick and let's not forget when he even in order to make himself into this you know sexual being he had to create john barron i mean you know everything is with him everything is deflection it's like david copperfield right don't look over here look over here and because that's just who he is he's look Thank God. You know, they always say that, thank God that daddy was born first. Yeah, in his case, it's this is a guy who was born on third base and thinks he hit a triple. That's, that's just who he is. Thank you, Sheila, for the call. I want to talk about that escalator ride for a second because I, I do want to get back to you being the impetus behind this, this whole— you choreographed that entire event from the music to the escalator ride— uh, you brought me on, which was it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun doing that event. We got thousands of people there, and and I thought the event was terrific until they accused me of hiring two thousand actors. <laughs> Could you, you know, imagine? You know, that, so, so and that, by the way, I do believe Corey Lewandowski planted that story. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about Corey, another favorite. You know, I brought up Avenatti. You know, what are some of your? Th- you know, Corey obviously took full credit for everything. 
But there, it was really, you know, the people like you, there were a couple of others, but really you, you know, holding the hand and, and leading him to the promised land. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on that and Corey on how horribly he treated you? Well, Corey his- didn't treat me horribly because... Corey was irrelevant to me, and that bothered him. Corey wanted to be me. He wanted to be Donald's fixer, right? And that was something that he could never be because, first and foremost, at the time, he hadn't hadn't been around long enough in order to replace me. And you have to remember, my relationship with Trump was over a decade, Right. right? And it was a decade of doing things for him. You came through for them. All the time. For all of them, right. all the time. And so Corey was never going to replace me. Uh, he was brought on because he was cheap. Not because he was good, because he was being paid like $2,000 a week instead of what everybody else wanted, which was like 200000 a month. Because Corey is a loser. It's just plain and simple. And meanwhile, he managed to do very well for himself as a direct result of feeding Trump's eagle. You remember he would always say, oh, let Donald be Donald. I'm like, listen to me, stupid. I don't need you to teach me how to deal with Donald. And I remember one time we were sitting in the office and I said, Mr. Trump, if you give me the okay, I will hit him in the face with that shovel and I will I will drag his body to Central Park and go bury it right next to your woman rink. I said, I can't stand him. He's such a he's 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 a leper. Well, weren't you one of the people that escorted him out of the building that day when Trump fired him? <laughs> yeah, well actually Trump didn't fire him. It was um Don Jr. and I. And we were sitting there in the conference room, and it was first thing, uh, Corey, yeah, we need to see you. Come up to the conference room right away. He goes, well, I'm a little, no, 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 come up there right now. And then we had Calamari, uh, you know, Trump's bodyguard CEO, COO of the company, bring him up there. When he brought him up, he took all the computers, and Don just blurts right out, just to let you know, you're fired, get out, and don't ever come back. Everybody hated Corey. Was was Corey expecting it, or no, like what was his reaction? No. Oh my God, his face turned pale and so. But Cor- Cor- look, that's another one. There's no Corey belongs right next to Avenatti. He's just another. He's just another. Well, I don't loser. think you could compare anyone to Avenatti with you what Avenatti what? I, did. I, I, I totally agree right. with you. I totally agree with you. But Corey is just another one, uh, like a Michael Flynn, like a Pompeo, like again, you know, the Jim Jordans and the Mark Meadows of the world. He's just another one of these guys that saw Donald Trump and, like what Sheila was saying, as a useful idiot. It's a term of art that the FBI uses. That he's a useful idiot that they can manipulate so that basically they're really the president. Um, in the shadows. Let's get, great story, uh, uh, Michael. Let's get to Carol. Um, I don't know where Carol's from, but Carol, do you have any questions for Michael Cohen? Yes. Hi, it's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And um, I'm sure that Michael has heard the expression, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And I have been listening to this show almost from the beginning. Uh, Perhaps I missed something at the beginning that would answer my question. But um, I have been listening to you be very emotional in the way that you're describing things about Trump, uh, a mushroom pecker. I can't believe that he, you said that, but that's what I, I heard. Well, I'm uh, not the one who said it. Stormy Daniels is. I'm just repeating it. Well, yes. Sociopathy, malignant narcissist, um, and on and on. And you sound like a very bitter man. And I'm wondering what the point of all of this is. I mean, is it just to sell books? or to get more of 15 minutes of fame, or to destroy Trump, 
or, you know, we're in a time now in 2024, if we don't get the right president elected, America is going to continue to go down. Carol, that is so, that your, what's so your, Carol, okay, I, I think I understand where you're going with yeah. it. Uh, first of all, am I like a woman scorned? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I did spend 13 months away from my family for another man's crime. Uh, maybe you'll do a little research before you know you make certain claims about me, and that's the point of the second book. It's not for 15 minutes of fame. Oh, I've had there more, we go. Carol. I've had there more. There we go, Carol. That's I've had more. The second book I've coming had, out. Okay. Because, I've had more. You know, Can I finish? I've had more than my 15 minutes of fame, more than anybody should have in light of what was done, you know, to me. I think you also forget the fact that I was unconscious. I am the first political prisoner held by my own country because I refused to waive my First Amendment constitutional rights. But let me answer the one question that I thought really had some merit uh, that you brought up. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I have children. And I expect to have grandchildren and, God willing, live long enough to see great-grandchildren. And my father, when he came to this country, and ultimately, and I was a young boy at the time, became a citizen of this country. And I remember how proud my father was and how he would always say that there's no other place in the world like America. It's the greatest country in the world. And at the age of 86, that's not how he feels anymore after watching the weaponization of the Justice Department. So I'm trying to take my passion and what happened to me, and I'm trying to impress it upon people like yourself so that people get out there and that they vote in the midterm and in the general elections and that they understand that our democracy is in peril right now. And it's hanging by a shoestring. And if we allow these autocrats to continue to operate the way that they're doing, our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, generations to come will never know the America that we know. And that would be terrible, not just for America, but for the world. Well, thank you. Thank you, Carol, for your question. Um, Yeah, uh, sorry, Carol, we had to cut you off because we only have another minute left. And, uh, you know, I want to end the show. Uh, just by saying, um, you know, you you have been wronged. So so there there are, there are parts of Carol's question which make a lot of sense. You were completely wronged with what happened to you. Uh, you had um, many other opportunities. You hung in with Trump, and unfortunately, bad things happened to you. And and I'm sure that's the way you feel. But but it's it's you know, Carol really didn't capture. The real Michael Cohen. No, that. no, she didn't. And it's sad because if she did, yep. then she would certainly understand that most of the parts of her questions were just irrelevant. Right. Michael, I love you. You are a great friend. I love Artie Idala. I love hosting this show. You were an incredible guest. And uh, thank you for coming on. It's Only been for a, you, Schwartz. It's been an incredible honor. I love you. You're the best. That's the author Idala Power Hour. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we love you, New York. Thank you. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.